0: Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk My name is David and today we are going to be starting our new series of videos for the summer called FPL Scout Reports where we are going to be looking at players who are new to the league or in some cases players who have joined a Premier League club from another Premier League club all with the idea of assessing what impact that is going to have on FPL for the new season Now I have to say that these videos are... Naturally, as is often the case, inspired by a series of articles uh, that we've already got started on fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My good friends Neil, Tom and Mark in the editorial department do a great job of this content every summer and they've already begun uh, because we've already started to see a few transfers tickle through. Uh, ready to, to go through when the transfer window officially opens and so before we get started then I, I would just love to point you guys to the website where you can read these articles and find even more detail on some of these players than we'll be able to go to uh, in this video and also have to also point out that the pre-season page is now live as well now this is your absolute Bible for preparing for the new campaign if you go to the website Go to the very top on the tabs and look for the 23-24 pre-season guide. It breaks down into every single team and we'll tell you the ins, the outs, scout reports on the new players. Also an assessment of their pre-season games which is very, very important. The preseason minute spreadsheet is ready and raring to track all of that famously discovered aaron Wan-Bissaka before it was cool when he was a four million defender and of course that man behind me mr john lundstrom as well so if you want to find those guys before the well, the new version of those guys uh, before your friends do then that is uh, the place to go now where you will also find our first scout report and so let's get underway with our first new name of the summer And it is, of course, Mark Flecken, who has joined Brentford for about £11 million. And it's all in the context of David Rea is probably going to be leaving the club. He hasn't left yet. There's no confirmation that he definitely is, but it seems quite likely. And so we are here today to answer the question, is Mark Flecken the new David Rea? Of course, David Rea had a very good FPL campaign, so a replacement for him would be very nice uh, for Fantasy Premier League managers. And so the question is, can he establish himself? As the first choice at Brentford, and can he have a big impact on FPL and be useful for fantasy managers? Now, before we go any further on Mr. Flacken, just want to point you back to Fantasy Football Scouts website. This uh, video today is very much fueled by some research that Mr. Mark Jobling has uh, has put into uh, one of the articles there. So go and have a read of that when you've uh, finished watching this video for even more information. So. Let's start off with the history of Mark Flecken. Then start off with a history lesson. Now, the interesting thing is about him is that he is a bit of a late riser to uh, to just top level uh, goalkeeping, because yeah, in uh, between sort of 2016 and, and 2018, he was playing in the lower leagues uh, in in Germany. So he was at MSV Duisburg. Who 2016-17 season they were in the third tier then they got promoted and played in the second tier. Did okay at this level. You know, 40 goals, uh, sorry, 80 80 goals conceded across those two campaigns. So an average of about 40 goals conceded. 21 clean sheets across those two as well. Uh, Kept more clean sheets at the lower level. But it's very difficult to read too much into that. Um, And it's probably also very difficult to read into some of the the crazy things that went on when he was playing for these clubs. Because he actually scored uh, for Duisburg um, once upon a time. Uh, And it was a back heel as well. So very cheeky. So clearly very good with his feet. So if you're looking for a goal-scoring goalkeeper, guys, this is the one to go for. Uh, but yeah, it's very difficult to, to read too much into that, of course. Um, probably also very difficult to read into another moment where he went quite viral, uh, which was when he was at Duisburg. He was involved and in, I don't know if any of you guys remember it, the uh, the FIFA-style gaming glitch, where his team had scored, um, the goal music started playing in the stadium, so he naturally turned around to go and have a little bit of a drink and sort of take on some fluid. And the goal music kept on playing despite the fact that the goal was disallowed. So he didn't notice it was disallowed. And as he turned around and stood like this behind the line in the goal, the other team came forward uh, and scored. And he had just had no idea. wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Uh, but let put all that behind him uh, because you fast forward about five or six years and, and, and he is now competing at the top level. But as I said, it's taken quite a while because... He was actually originally signed uh, at, um, at Freiburg to be the, the, sort of the understudy uh, to um, his predecessor, Alexander Sh- uh, Shvalov, in 2018, and had a bad injury as well. And so between 2018 and 2021, actually only played uh, 21 matches in the league. So um, sorry, only conceded um, a tw- a 21 goals in the league after playing about 14 matches and kept three clean sheets. So it's, it doesn't make for a particularly exciting reading, until the most recent two seasons where he really has established himself um, as uh, just one of the best goalkeepers uh, in the Bundesliga at the ripe old age of 30 he is, is basically integral to this team now uh, freiburg are actually doing very well as well they are very much up and coming in the in the Bundesliga they finished they've been in the Bundesliga for a while a little bit you know they're quite established but uh, two, last two seasons they finished 6th and then 5th and they only just missed out on the champions league uh, which is a big shame uh, but that's the sort of level that they're aiming at. Uh did well in the cups as well semi-finalists and runners up uh, the last two seasons uh, in the main DFB Pokal Cup and they made it to the last 16 of the Europa League. So they're competing at a pretty high level and and, and you have to say you know no disrespect to Brentford they their aspirations uh, are just a little bit high you know just missed out on the Champions League where Brentford were sort of you know outside hope of 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 something, um, maybe a bit less than that in the Premier League and done very well in the Cups as well. So um, by no means have Brentford just plucked this guy from, you know, it's a middling Bundesliga team. You know, this was um, was a big signing for them, uh, really. And in terms of his contribution to that then, equally impressive. So about 80 goals conceded across the last two seasons. He's averaging about 40 goals conceded across those two campaigns. And clean sheets-wise, 23 in total, Across those two campaigns, the second of those, the most impressive 13 clean sheets that he kept in 22 23, which is actually the highest in the Bundesliga. And when you think that this is a league that traditionally has been dominated by Bayern Munich, it's quite impressive. It's quite impressive to, to get that stat. Now, Bayern have obviously had a bad year and still won, as they always do, but it did come down to goal difference, of course. But yes, an impressive stat to get those, uh, to get the, the most clean sheets in the Bundesliga. And, as we sort of already mentioned as well, a bit of a late riser in his career. He's, he's, he's 30 now, but his recent form has been so good that despite you know not being a spring chicken in footballing terms, he has earned four uh, international caps uh, for the Netherlands. So so well done to him. But of course, he's been achieving all of that in a different league. And so we need to find ways when assessing whether or not he's going to be good for FPL to see if we can equate what he can do to what uh, Brentford are looking for and the way that they play so let's have a look at fleckens playing style now he himself describes himself as a ball-playing goalkeeper and it would appear based on what we can see in front of us now that uh, who scored.com which is one of my favorite places to go to have a look at detailed information about players who don't play in the premier league it looks like they agree on that they like to break players down into strengths and weaknesses and what we can see on the screen is that the three strengths for Flecken according to com, long passing shot stopping so reflexes and saving close range shots he's actually got nothing in his weaknesses uh, box which is you know it's, a, it's an impressive uh, CV on com. but I know what you're thinking all those three strengths they do sound very like David ray so that's that's good to know you know it's, it could be a bit of a like for like swap if ray was to leave might not but if he was then Flacken very much looks like a like-for-like replacement so that's a general overview of his playing style let's see uh, how that worked out in terms of his actual goalkeeping achievements for the most recent season so the last two then so his save percentage of 73.8% for Freiburg in the 21-22 season was actually the second best in the Bundesliga only Stefan Ortega Uh, now a Manchester City player of course, only he uh, got a higher save percentage than Flecken uh, season before the one that's just uh, finished. Now goalkeeping in the Bundesliga presumably went up a notch this season because Flecken's uh, save percentage uh, went up to 74% for the most recent campaign uh, but it's actually only the fourth highest uh, this time out. But either way You know, very much um, one of the the in vogue goalkeepers in the Bundesliga when it comes to making those saves for Flecken. So again, all points towards this guy being, you know, a worthy signing for for Brentford. And um, what we can also look at is XG goals goals prevented uh, stat as well. The save percentages, there's only so much we can read into that because both teams will have conceded different amounts of shots. Kind of... Aiming at different areas of the table, Freiburg pushing Champions League, Brentford probably at the start of the season. We're probably thinking mid-table finish would be what they're aiming for, and anything outside of that's kind of like a bonus. And so, you know, the the, the games that they've played would, would have been very different. So, there's only a small amount we can we can read into comparing those two percentages cause, to just point out that David David Rare's save percentage is that is that a little bit higher. XG Goals Prevented is, is, is an area that I think is, is a good way of, of, of testing the ability of these goalkeepers. It's a stat that uh, assesses the quality of the shots that a goalkeeper has faced and compares that with how many goals they've conceded. So um, you've got the expected goals total that they should have conceded and the goals they did concede or didn't concede so if you've got a plus figure for that then it means that you are stopping more goals than you have any right to so they're the goalkeepers that are making the big saves um, to the big high XG shots then any goalkeepers that have a negative here they're the poorly performing goalkeepers the ones that are conceding um, lots of goals that they shouldn't be conceding in effect and so on that particular stat uh, Flecken's actually doing quite well according to FB ref and so in 21-22, plus 1.7 and plus 2.4, which basically means that Flecken uh, has been keeping out more goals than he was expected to based on the quality of the shots that he uh, faced. And already said that Raya had the higher save percentage of the two over the last two campaigns. But uh, Rhea, um, sorry, Flecken was better than Ray for uh, XG Prevented uh, in 21-22. rare was better in 22-23. But it was close. So the, the the point is, I mean, these figures are all in the sort of same ballpark. You know, we've got a guy who's, who's clearly a very good goalkeeper and is capable uh, of making uh, saves which um, actually earn clean sheets, you know, stopping these goals that, that should be going in. So it all looks very uh, promising. So let's have a look at the context for the rest of the club then. So there's a couple of questions to assess here. We're going to look at um, the goalkeeping situation as a whole and then we'll also have a look at Brentford's defence as well which will pull in uh, a little bit of what we've just talked about there in terms of Flecken's individual playing style so what you would expect as we've already talked about is we would be expecting that Raya is probably going to be leaving Brentford um, he still has one year left on his contract um, and you know publicly Brentford are probably going to try and play hardball with this guy but as we all know in football, you've got one year left in your contract. A club is usually very of the mind that we need to sell him now so we can get some money now, especially when stock for Rea is very high. Because, of course, if he potentially has a season, if he stays at Brentford and he has a poor season next year, then he's going to leave on a free or, you know, potentially leave for cheap in, in January or something. So now is the time for Brentford to sell Rea if they're going to. He's linked with big clubs. Um,. So all of this is sort of based on the assumption that he's going to be going. Now he could be staying. We just have to see. Um, so what would that leave behind then is the question. Flecken has been, has been brought in. Um, we all kind of assume he's the replacement. But we do have to remember that there is a guy at the club who might turn around and be like, hold on a minute, what about me? And that uh, is Thomas Strakosha who weirdly was the number one at Lazio and then came to Brentford to just be the backup and basically hasn't played in, well, there's no league appearances uh, for him. But either way, he was the number one at Lazio, hardly a small-time club. So, you know, played in Europe as well. So he very much is a good goalkeeper and it's entirely possible that maybe he's the new number one, if Rea were, to uh, leave. And the thing about the the quotes from Thomas Frank is he doesn't necessarily give much away you know it'd be very weird if you turned around and said Ray is definitely leaving Flacken's gonna start but you know what he said was we're very happy to assign Mark he's a player with a lot of quality who will strengthen our goalkeeper group he was a big part of the team there and now he's coming to us and will hopefully make the group better and the team better he's a very good shot stopper and comfortable with the ball at his feet his distribution uh, is very impressive so we already touched on that didn't we that distribution and uh, yeah Thomas Frank very much uh, aware of that uh, as well now what happens from this point it's worth just just mentioning that preseason is going to be really important there, because we're going to be thinking about things like who's playing, where rare is, etc. We'll come back to that in a minute. Just a quick word then on Brentford's defence. So in terms of that wider Brentford context, we've talked about who else is at the club who could uh, rival him for a spot. What about their defence then? So their defence had a very interesting 22-23 campaign. They conceded the second most shots on target but only allowed the fourth fewest big chances so 197 shots on target that they faced only 67 of those were big chances now actually no team in the whole Premier League had a bigger difference between those two numbers which is the absolute like cornerstone reason why Rea made lots of saves from poorer non-threatening shots and so that helped him get to 154 saves which is the best in the league Um, and the best for safe points as well 39 and the best for goalkeeper bonuses 20 and so that playing style at Brentford is really really important here it means whoever's going to play in goal for Brentford is going to be in that absolute goal uh, FPL goalkeeper sweet spot whereby they allow lots of shots so therefore saves they do a very good job of limiting the quality of those shots so therefore higher chance that those saves are going to be made and of course higher chance you get a clean sheet. Then throw in the fact that Thomas Frank likes his goalkeeper to make passes. Ray has done that. Flecken historically has done a good job of that. And then you're going to get all of those things to draw upon for fantasy points. And so whoever does actually start in goal for Brentford, if they continue in their same style, which you'd expect they would because it's been very successful this season and kind of looks like that team is very much going to stay as it is and... Any of the changes or any of the departures look like they're going to be fairly minimal at the moment. Anything can happen in the transfer window, of course. So that brings us all the way back round to the question: Is Flacken worth buying for FPL now? lots of factors to consider here some of which you may already know the answer to if you're watching this video and it's after we know what's happened with Rea it's after fixtures after preseason after the game launch so they're all the different factors that will decide whether or not uh, he's worth buying so firstly let's start off with the transfer situation if Rea is to leave then of course absolutely Flakin is someone that is worth considering if, if Rea is to stay probably not because I think Rea has very much got that place locked down but if Ray were to leave, we've already talked about that other goalkeeper, what impact he's going to have on this goalkeeping situation. That is where the Fantasy Football Scout pre-season page is going to be really, really important for you guys. Because that will tell you who is playing the most minutes for Brentford over the summer. So without wanting to sound like a broken record, keep an eye on the preseason page, bookmark it, and keep checking that um, preseason uh, uh, minutes spreadsheet to tell you which of those two goalkeepers is, is, is playing uh, the most. The second factor in the question is he worth buying for FPL is gonna be fixtures now when you are watching this video it might be after those fixtures have released but at the time of recording, I'm recording this on the 9th of June the fixtures are six days away they come out on the 15th of June and if you're watching this before that day I would just like to uh, make sure you guys all know that we will be streaming live at 9am on Thursday the 15th of June uh, reacting to those fixtures and picking out the best ones if Brentford has some really nice fixtures at the start of the season then and in a world where Flecken is playing more in the preseason, then he's absolutely um, worth considering. Now, the final thing, of course, is price. You may well be um, watching this video after the game's launched. At the moment, it hasn't. And so we don't really know what his price is going to be. And that's where the rare situation is just going to come back in one final time. Best case scenario is that the game launches before Raya leaves the club. Now, Rea is probably going to have a price boost because he's done very well this season and you expect him to probably be a 5 million goalkeeper 5.5 seems too expensive 4.5 seems too cheap based on the way that he's played uh, this season and uh, how popular he was so if he stays he's going to be 5 million now if he's going to stay he's going to be 5 million he's going to be the first choice goalkeeper at Brentford then FPL would probably have to price Flecken and um, the other goalkeeper at 4.5 because it would just be silly to have Strakosha and Flecken at 5 million with Rhea also five billion, when we know that Rhea would be number one in that context. So if, if the game launches before Rhea leaves and they just kind of have no choice to put it that way around. And so then if Rhea were to then leave after he's been priced at 5 million and after Flecken and Strakosha have been priced at 4.5, then all of a sudden, brilliant, we would have, I would expect, a four point five starting goalkeeper at Brentford again, and then just use the preseason to see which of those two is the one uh, to go for. Now, if the game launches after Raya has left the club, then we're in a slightly trickier situation because FBL Towers would probably feel like they need to have the Brentford goalkeeper at five million because of how well that defence pri- um, performed last season, and not knowing which of those two. Because, you know, the game is going to launch pre the preseason season fixtures. So the Premier League won't know which of the two is the number one. They would probably have to price both Strakosha and Flecken at five million if Ray is already gone. Because you know one of them is going to be the number one. But you just don't know which one. So you just have to be hands up and say it could be either of them. So it's going to be five million each. That's what I would expect. So it's very much dependent on that rare transfer saga. Fingers crossed that the game launches before he goes. Because then we're going to get one of these guys cheaper. But the thing is, if... Fleck and um, his competition, Strakosha, are going to be uh, 5 million. Is that necessarily a bad thing for FPL? I'm not entirely sure because they whichever of them starts is going to be in a defence that is absolutely primed and ready to once again provide that sweet spot of goalkeeper returns, a bit like the Burnley of old. Lots of shots conceded, but limiting the quality of those shots so that the save percentage is going to be strong. The volume of saves is going to be high. Throw in the fact that there's actually even more distribution here for this goalkeeper than we ever saw with Pope at Burnley. So it's kind of a bit like a a new and improved Burnley of old because there's that pass completion percentage that will also contribute to bonus as well. Now, that is great. That is what we want to see from a fantasy Premier League goalkeeper. And some people are willing to pay $5 million for it. I'd much rather pay $5 million for a good goalkeeper in a defence that allows lots of shots than I would pay $5 million for a good goalkeeper in a good defence at a lesser top six club like we've seen Lloris and De Gea at £5 million before. Those teams concede fewer shots and therefore just all of those little extras that you get around the edge for these goalkeepers just completely go away. And so £5 million is a price that I would in theory be willing to pay for a Brentford goalkeeper but uh, it will probably depend on the prices of everybody else and this is why this is all of course reliant on the game launch because... I might, after I've picked all my premiums, because we don't know how expensive Haaland's going to be, I might find out that I don't have enough money for a five million goalkeeper. And if there's no Brentford goalkeeper at 4.5, then possibly going to have to go elsewhere. So, unfortunately, lots of unanswered questions uh, about Flecken uh, ahead of the new season. But hopefully, uh, this video has helped prime you uh, with the questions to be asking yourself so that when the answers surface, you can make that informed decision about whether or not he's worth having an FPL and whether or not he can be the new David Raya. Hopefully this video was helpful and as I said if you want to find out more information about Flecken and his FPL credentials for the new season do head to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk and check out Mark's article. There will be more uh, articles and more videos exactly like this uh, um, for most of the summer as we get new players joining Premier League clubs and Premier League players switching from one club to another. Uh, it will, I would be remiss in my duty if I didn't also remind you to like this video, uh, subscribe to the Fantasy Football Scout YouTube channel and also hit that bell notification over the summer when there's no deadlines, reminding you every week that you got to check out the content. The bell notification is going to be more important than ever because it will help you uh, see when there is uh, new content and of course there will be plenty of it. So I'll leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your summer and I will see you next time.